I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So welcome, thank you for joining us here on BT Sport Digital with uh, the One Punch Pod launching today. The brand new episode coming right from this little studio in the heart of London. Us two, me, Brian Lacey, alongside the legend Brad One Punch Pickett, bringing you another show about MMA, the ins, the outs, what's going on, and our insight or uh, stupidity as far as opinions on uh, all the latest news. Good to be back, Brad. Yeah, 100%. I'm really glad to be back. People did listen to my podcast back in the day. If you're listening again, welcome back. And anyone new could help us grow this thing. I believe we have eight weeks to try and prove our worth, as you would say. So any uh, support or help us build this thing, you know, join and let's have a little muttly crew like we, we had before, you know. Let's grow that one-punch army once again. Yes, so exactly. Ex- exactly right. We've got eight weeks to make this happen, so uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it and uh, you can get involved as well. You can follow us on social media at uh, One Punch Pod on Facebook and also on social media ourselves at Brian Lacey MMA uh, on Instagram and Twitter and at one underscore punch on Twitter and Instagram for you, my friends. So what we got on this show, we got the look back at UFC Wichita. We'll look forward to what is potentially the biggest card the UK's ever seen, UFC London, coming next weekend, March 16th. And hopefully, fingers crossed that your WhatsApps at one in the morning work last night, mate. The, the headliners, Darren Till and the Jorge Masvidal will be joining us to give us their little thoughts a week out from when they actually get to uh, lock that cage door and face off, right? Exactly, yeah. So hopefully... Uh you always worry about because they have a lot of media this week anyway, so I, I didn't want to pry and add too much more to their <laughs> schedule, but both of them are very accommodating and uh, they said they want to speak to the ledge, meaning me, I think. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> what you, you showed me that text about four or five times. So look, we'll have a little look back at UFC Wichita. One thing I learned from UFC Wichita is I don't think the UFC will ever book Brazilians back in Wichita because I don't know if you noticed, but when they were doing their interviews and they were thanking Wichita for welcoming them it sounded almost like they were rudely asking where the bathrooms were so uh, (laughs) (laughs) we won't repeat what they said but let's just say it made me giggle a few times I think they also had competition for the Brad Pickett lookalike during that that event I don't know if you noticed two fantastically broken noses with Tim Boach and Yana Kutskaya Uh, no I didn't see the broken noses but there was one a couple of weeks ago which was pretty bad that someone showed me and I think there's some people getting some competition so I'm not liking it you know (laughs) 
there. So, yeah, I, I should have officially the worst. Nah, I think me and Olofsky are pretty close. That's pretty cl- Olofsky's is, is, yeah, it's pretty smashing as well. But he, if you are telling somebody they've got a decent broken nose, then that is high credit indeed, mate. There you go. Uh, but let's talk about that main event because JDS Lewis didn't have a lot of hype behind this. I mean, it, was, it wasn't one of those main events where a lot of people were talking about it. There was this stuff either side, obviously. John Jones fought the week before. We got a big fight with Masvidal Till the week after. But it was awesome. As a heavyweight fight, this is what you want in it. A slugfest, a banger. They both had moments in it. And then a great finish from JDS. So that's the thing at this weight class. It's like, for me, JDS is by far, by far the most technical guy out of the two fighters. But you're throwing eight, four-ounce gloves around you. You just need to get clipped, you know, and... You can see that obviously JDS, we had great striking back in the day when it went when he fought Kane Velasquez of that. But then when he did get, he, he'd been knocked out a couple of times. You see that kind of like when you're a striker, and like I say, say I use this term quite a lot, when you're a glass cannon where you have the firepower but you can't take the punch, it really takes the steam out of yourself. So you, you don't want to go forward. You, you're thinking about hitting them but not getting hit. And, and you can see with both of them in the first round, they threw so many kicks. Reason they're throwing kicks because kicks are further away with further distance than getting hit. So they really don't want to punch each other or get in punching range. They just wanted to kick each other. But as soon as, like, they gauge the distance a little bit, but you saw JDS so many times, so worried. He threw a good overhand right in the first round and clipped him. But then, <laughs> the funny one is when that, that spinning back kick where... To he, the body, mate. To the body, and, like, he, he folded over, and then as he came in... But I can't remember his. I was trying to remember in my head. There was back in the day who... I don't know who done this. It was... Oh, and there was a rope doped didn't they? they? They pretended they were hurt. No, and no, when they... they were hurt. They were hurt. I, I mean, I can't remember who it was. It was in the UFC as well. Folded over, and the other guy came in to finish him off, and he just threw it overhand <laughs> right. Said, get away from me, and he dropped him, and he won the fight. But then he went back to the floor, holding his stomach. It was like, yeah. And, but I um, thought that was what was because I thought he was either playing him because we know that uh, Derek Lewis has had some body yeah. issues before. This might be helped or, or hindered by his diet before he goes out to fight. Yeah, uh, I know people that work on on the commission on a couple of his fights. They saw him. This is less than an hour before he went out to fight, eating a rack of ribs. This is on another event. <laughs> oh my a rack of God. ribs. He was at a steak restaurant before. And that's not the protein of an athlete fueling but, himself but whatever, if you're eating that close to a fight that's not even going you're not even digesting you're just fighting with a full stomach <laughs> yeah. so if like, you get hit bad like that then they could easily just come straight back my up. annoying thing with that would be the fact that like when you eat ribs you get those sticky fingers and like yeah. they're even annoying on yourself so if you're grappling with somebody <laughs> or you're trying to do a clinch work or whatever if you can smell barbecue sauce that's going to be slightly annoying yeah isn't it? definitely definitely but that's i mean when he, when he got hit and he went down you tell it he was actually hurt well you didn't know as you, you know that with his character, he does some mad things all the time. He, he He's funny in the cage as well as out of the cage. But it's risky because you never know. The ref could have come in and stopped that fight for yeah. some reason. You know, cause he look, You've he, got to defend yourself. The ref, the ref has hurt. to see you physically like, yeah. Yeah, defend yourself, yeah. intelligently defend yourself. So there were chances that he could have got stopped, you know, but... It also is not a bad ploy because oh, he only missed he by a whisker, by man. A whisker. That was, I mean, <laughs> the whole of Wichita went ooh just when yeah. it's it skimmed past. But you talk about the kicks in there as well. Like these are heavyweights, mate. These are heavyweights, and Derek Lewis was throwing that front high kick. JDS some spinning stuff as well. I've never even seen you throw a spinning side kick to the body. No, mate. I'd like to keep my feet kind of planted. You know, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the yeah, real yeah. ploy? Uh, the other thing I liked about it, JDS on the mic. I mean, he's so lovable. You've trained with him, and obviously over. 
there at ATT. You've you've been part of a camp with him. You see what sort of person he is, and it comes across that like, I missed him when he did the interview and he was talking afterwards. And you got that idea of just how happy he is and what and what what it means to him. I, it was just good to see him back at, and on a high again. Like it is one of those. He's a genuine, really nice guy. Training with him, obviously, I never trained with him physically because he's like you would though, mate. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah, you? If you would. were to spar, of course, yeah, of course. You would. Of course but you he would. was like, he's uh, like obviously a lot heavier than me, so we never trained. But we're in the gym together a lot, and he's how gauge someone is like, could I pants them and get away with it? You know? <laughs> you know? Just explain yeah, what yeah. pantsing is first. For people new to Mr. Brad Pickett, what is this? Because you've got about 40,000 videos of you doing this to various it's dangerous people around the planet. pulling someone's shorts down, you know? Yeah. So I say, can he take that if I did it to him? And he's a big heavyweight. And he is someone 100%, if he was in, my, in the room, I would have no problems with doing it. He, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He likes a joke. He has he has a lot of fun. He does a lot of banter with people he trains with. Yeah, yeah. He's a genuine. You, get, really you got nice that guy. feeling, but this is, this is one thing that you've got to talk to him about because you've got experience with this. At the end of the fight, when he was doing his victory speech, he also sang happy birthday to his son out there. But <laughs> he did this thing where he started too high, like he got everyone being happy birthday. And then when he went for the second verse, we got to go up a little bit, blew it, mate. Uh, so, look, they talked about what's next for each of these. Now, um, JDS has talked about the Ngannou fight. I think that's perfect. That is oh, yeah. perfect for him. He's coming off a big win. Ngannou's coming off a big win. That top of the division as far as Cormier and what he wants next is a little bit tied up because that yeah. might be his last fight. Brock Lesnar's on the horizon, John Jones. Uh, but Ngannou fits perfectly. That's that's a good fight for both, right? I think, yeah, they both just fought recently. They both, like, I'd say, in the front of people's minds as such. So, yeah, for me, that fight makes a lot of sense. Uh, and if they both want it, let's make it happen pretty soon and well. and Derek Lewis as well because this is an amazing story from prison to driving a Lamborghini and having over a million followers on Instagram is sums him up as a person he, he's somebody you'll get he's one of the most active not just heavyweights but fighters in the UFC uh, I thought a good one for him another guy who made a return Tim Rothwell okay, was on this yeah. card he lost that fight close decision some people unhappy with how it went but he's quite weird as well as far as what he does and, his, and he did he did the best bit of sportsmanship I've ever seen in any fight in this last one so he accidentally cup kicked the guy he was fighting Ivanov I think his name was and to make up for it he smacked himself in the cup to say look we're even that's <laughs> okay, good yeah. I feel bad you feel bad We both, our eyes are watering but I think Rothwell versus Lewis would be a decent fight as well yeah definitely I mean like um, with this weight class and now with John Jones coming into it maybe being into it or not and then maybe with uh, um Brock Lesnar maybe I mean it's a bit of uncertainty so like, when you could get a couple of like solid fights booked you know I, I like that because it's too much me personally I don't want to see Brock Lesnar you know fight if you want to be honest I do I know I that. do I, I just don't like takes away the rankings what's the point of that I you know you. someone just could come in and have a fight it's, it's not it's not it's not like but, a buffet but a Brock Lesnar stare down is one yeah, of the yeah, scariest true, yeah. things the thing. I sit there at so night watching the sport, it at my own at three in the morning almost crying thinking is facing that man with the, the spectator in me wants to watch it but the sportsman in me says no alright well I'll take the spectator in you out for drinks when, we, when it does happen <laughs> mate alright so the other fight we'll just give an honourable mention to uh, and then we're going to move on we've got loads to talk about UFC London because it's such an exciting week and there's so many UK European talents on that but uh Tim Means versus Nico Price. What a banger of a fight that was. The few times when, do you know when there's, there's a stare down and they get in each other's face and you think, well, I can't wait for that fight. And then the next night, they're almost at the other end of the cage dancing around each other. Yeah. This one did that. They had an amazing stare down and then they they just went to war. Nico Price hurt him early. Tim Means came back. He was looking good. He was winning the fight, I reckon. And then he got caught with that counter right and Nico Price took the victory. But superb fight. Yeah, I mean, like, 
one of those fights as well had no love lost straight away. That I mean, not that they don't like each other. It's more a case where they oh, just, no, they're going to war. Just they just fight, know. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. I mean, obviously T- Tim got got hurt early, uh, and but then he managed to be using the experience, take taking him down. You know, and uh, in my eyes, like I say, he was winning the fight. And he, when he got back to his feet, his striking uh, was actually landing a little bit. I think the range helped him out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but when he, yeah, it was it was. A big right hand he took knocked him out cold like out. Oh, but, but yeah, what happened afterwards? With his leg, leg is, I mean, and we talked bad. about this because Tim means when he when he dropped he, his point of where, where the gravity all came down was right on his ankle. So if you watch the replay, it's one of those grimacing moments where you've got uh, the ankle facing the wrong way and one of the bones sticking out. So he's broken the tibia, he's dislocated his ankle, so he's going to be out for a while, which is a shame because he's such a fun fighter to put on as a promoter. But Nico Price, he looked amazing in that fight as well. Yeah, he did. I mean, like, I mean, he showed. Good grit from this young guy as well. Nico Price is a very nice guy as well. I, I've trained with him at American Top Team. He's very talented. You know, he puts the work in, uh, and you just saw him. And sometimes you have to dig deep as a fighter, and the fight can't always go your way. But he stayed in there, and, and like I say, I thought he was losing that fight at that time. Clipped him with a perfect right hand cannon coming in because uh, the head movement wasn't there really. That's what he said as well afterwards. He said that was part of their training. They knew Tim Means didn't move his head, so they just capitalised on that. I mean, sometimes when people don't move their head, you just close your eyes and throw it. And you, <laughs> not that he closed his eyes, but it was, yeah, it was a, a big, sweet right yeah, hand, mate. Big it right was hand. sweet. Yeah, so sweet. I, I wish him a speedy recovery, though, you know, because you don't want to hit, you know. People get knocked out, all fun and games, but you don't want serious injuries. Like people, that's why a lot of um, people at home when they they see fights, they see some people get cut and the blood and oh, someone oh, superficial, died. really, it's really it? yeah. superficial. Yeah. You know, give me give me twenty stitches in my head, I don't mind, but I don't want to break my my, my leg or, or your hand or, or, or anything, or even yeah, tear yeah. muscle. You know, yeah. if I tear any ligaments or anything like that, I get armbarred. I'm out for a long time. If I got a cut on my head, a bit of blood coming down, yeah, stitch me up, and within a week or so, it's gone. No, so like, you yeah. are Superman, though, yeah? You yeah, are yeah. Superman. Now, look, look, look. UFC London is this week. So this is... Uh, let's just ask this question straight off. Is this the best card the UK has ever seen with regards to MMA? The best card I'm talking about? Without a doubt. Yeah? Because I, I, I really you fought yeah. on the silver Bisping card, yeah? Yeah. You fought and won. We'll mention that as well. Yes, we what, did. What yeah. a night that was awesome. But that, that was a great main event. But the card wasn't as good as this one. If you look down this card, the UFC of... of pulled it out but then yeah? also is what you you say you see a lot of cars will look great and don't perform so I'm really hoping that this and I believe it will you know but I'm really hoping that this lives up to the expectations there's a lot of good fights to happen here and also there's a lot of good fights I can see happening after this where people could fight some totally. people you know so yeah, yeah. yeah really exciting I mean or not only this is the thing with uh, I like a lot about the UFC isn't like and the UFC fans especially in this country that place would be full from the first fight. You know, like, it's not like... And it should know. be. If you look yeah. at the first fight on this, yeah. the Battle of Wales, Marshman versus uh, John Phillips. That's the first fight on the Don't main Don't miss that. That's the first fight on the main card, but I'm is... not even talking about the first fight on the on the prelims. Oh, know? is that it's... the first? I thought that was the first prelim fight, which I was a bit... No, the first fight or not, I think it's Nad versus... Oh, um... Nad Naramani, Mike Grundy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's another great fight. So, like... <laughs> for, 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 Listen from, to this card, yeah, man. Yeah, from the, I mean, from the start to the end of the card, it, it, it is stacked. For, I mean, I know a lot of you UK fans get you back in the day were a little bit annoyed where oh it's just all the UK fighters and you, on on the card and European fighters, but now 
you're happy for that because we have so much talent in the weight classes and in the UFC. You're happy to, I'm happy to see a whole European card. You know, we have some great fight. There's loads of European champions. You yeah, know? So, totally. Yeah, so that's yeah. why now it's not such a big thing seeing um, us English guys and the Europeans on the card. You know? uh, but we have an Englishman and an American as our main event. That is Darren Till Cuban. taking on a Cuban. Cuban, I apologise. There we go. Luckily he's not here, so he can slap <laughs> me for that. So look, we've got uh, Masvidal versus Till as the main event. We're also lucky enough to be able to phone in and have a little call with them before this Saturday. So let's do that now. So here we are. We have one half of the main event coming up, UFC London. Jorge Masvidal joining me, Brian Lacey, and of course, one of his favourite fighters of all time, Mr. Brad Pickett. Thanks for the time, Jorge. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. Hey, listen, I've got to ask you just as a personal favour, just a little personal favour. Twice now you've you've called out uh, Brad as, as one of the greatest of all time, and he's, <laughs> he's five foot four, but he's walking around like he's six foot seven. So if we could just tone down the man love a little bit, is that good? No man, that that Brad is is uh always Brad's a dog man. I love dog fighters, you know. First time I met Brad was maybe I don't know twelve years ago. It was in Bodog. He was uh fighting at one forty five. Uh, right, Brad is one forty five, right? Yeah, it was one forty five against a massive guy. He fought this uh gorilla looking kid, man. He's a super jacked <laughs> dude, and I was like, man, what is that little? And I think Brad got his ass kicked for like two rounds and a half. He just couldn't do anything to this guy. Because eating right hands, he got dropped maybe twice, I think. Somehow, some way, he found a way to rear naked this guy and choke him out. And since then, I became a fan and I started watching Brad. And uh, man, his whole career, he's always been a dog, bro. And I love those dog fighters, man. Those are some of my favorite fighters. And I think Brad has always been one of the biggest dogs to ever step in the cage. Before we go too far, George, just let's go back to um, Bodog, man. What that was the after parties like there? That was just <laughs> something. I can't talk about those after parties. Those are sacred files. Those are <laughs> secret files. You can't be speaking of such things, man. Listen, we're gonna have to set up a WhatsApp Bodog after party group because I need to know what was going down here. The most no, Brad. No, 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 are you crazy? They're gonna have that on paper, bro. That's that's. Uh, didn't you just hear me? That's X Files, buddy. I have a clearance for that, man. I just met you, bro. I, I understand, man. I'm backing down. I'm backing down. Listen, the most Brad's ever taken me for is a coffee, so I'm just intrigued to see this other side of him. But look, we're, we're, we're I want to see the other side of Brad. <laughs> truth, truth. Uh, look, I'm excited because this is the main event that we are. When they were talking about putting Darren Till up against Colby Covington and, and maybe some other fighters, no one got that excited. But as soon as they mentioned your name and uh, and especially off the back of that Wonder Boy fight, which was a bit of a chess match with, with him and Till, as soon as they mentioned your name, I just felt the whole UK community just go, "This is." the fight we want this is the main event because both you bring it and and you especially are renowned for that coming forward that aggressive style you're going to make it a fight and and you're going to see i know you'll be coming into the backyard of someone who's got the got the fans maybe on their side but the uk love nothing more than people that bring a fight so we're excited for it how excited are you for it next week oh hell yeah man i mean the uk loves me man i got a a good amount of people that they really love me here because they understand the fighting. You know, they've had great fighters to watch, like Pickett, Paul Daly comes from here too, Lee Murray. So it's not like the English just started. Like some of these countries, they just caught on to MMA. The English have been deep into the fighting of MMA for a while now, so they understand. They know. You know, they're not screaming armbar when two guys are on their feet slugging <laughs> it out. You know, they they know what they're watching. And they know they got one hell of a dog every time that they watch me, that I bring that pure violence mixed with art, you know, so they're in for a treat. 
So, I mean, we're so excited to see how it unfolds. You got a little bit of time to do the, the face-off uh, with Darren Till. Now, that was it, was, it was respectful, it was calm, but I could see that look in your eyes you stared across the table where you were just wondering what the Wi-Fi code was, yeah? <laughs> yeah, they were boring me to death, man. So, uh, I was trying to log on to the Wi-Fi and do something other than, you know, than sit there and watch this uh, high school... I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what this other dude was talking about so much. I can't understand him or the <laughs> other guy's name, man. I don't really care for interviews, much less if I got to hear other people talk. You know, I'd rather just be <laughs> home eating sushi or something like that. That That's what I love about, about George as well, as in, like, he's what I call a fighter's fighter. You know, he's just, he's just there to fight. He's not about the glitz and the glam, you know. He's only literally just started getting on social media himself, you know. Like, he's like, he doesn't he doesn't really care about the horse. He just loves the fight. And, like, back in the day, I remember watching him back in the day, fighting on the streets in Miami with, with Kimbo. And, right. and, and, and when someone does that, you know... They just love fighting, no matter what form it comes in. If he wasn't, this sport, the UFC wasn't about, this guy, you might as well be fighting, you know, somewhere else, he just fight. He, and not because he, he's a horrible guy and don't like people, he just loves that side of the game. He likes to test himself, and uh, yeah. Let's sign that up as well, man. I'd watch that all day long. But let's talk about it because it's well documented. You're coming from Miami and doing the, the backyard fights with Kimbo Slice. Now, when you were way back then, looking back at the journey you've taken and now headlining in London across the world, recognised as one of the baddest to ever do it. What Just describe that journey from backyard brawling all the way to O2 Arena. What's that been like as far as, as you as a person? I mean... I always knew, man. I always knew. Since before I even stepped into a street fight, I knew that it was a matter of time I'd be here. I'd have some company flying me all over the world, taking care of all the bills and paying me a good amount of money to compete in this. And it's not because I'm cocky or, or I knew that I was a great fighter then. It's just I had a stern, firm belief in myself. And I didn't need nobody to believe in me because nobody believed in me then. I was just some skinny punk from Miami from not a great neighborhood. And uh, I just believed in myself, man. And I knew it was just a matter of time before I get to where I want to go. Dude, that's giving me goosebumps just listening to that. And uh, it's been a minute since you, you've been in the cage. I think 2017 was was your last fight. But but you've been busy, man. You've been there's there's, there's a movie coming out, right? And he did the um, that that crazy assault course thing, which I kept seeing on Instagram, uh, like the adult wipeout sort of thing, where you were doing all that crazy stuff. I, I mean, you you've been keeping yourself active outside of fighting, right? Yeah, the first half of the year, um, I had done that movie, I think, like a year and a half ago. I was involved heavily in the, in the fight scene of the movie from, like, a movie point. It's a great movie as well. I got to see it, and it's an amazing movie. It's a psychological thriller involving MMA, and uh, the director's a great up-and-coming dude, and he hit me up, and I was like, hell yeah, bro. I read the script to the movie. I was like, hell yeah, I would love to take part in this, and uh, it was awesome. It was a cool experience. And most of the, the first quarter of the year, I just spent rehabbing up a couple of the injuries that I've had through through the sport that you that you generate, you know. So I didn't want to do surgery, so I did as much rehab as I could. And then I got this opportunity to be in this reality show called Exaclone. And um, the show was basically you were fighting, you were competing, you your team against another team for, like, basic necessities, like better living, better food. Oh, wow. Your family, because they strip you of everything. They, they take away your cell phone, your... TV, your music, money, you lose all rights and you start competing for those basic rights. But it was one of the best experiences ever, just not to wake up with no responsibilities, with no phone calls, no headaches, no bad energy from outside people, because it was always the same amount of energy. 
And uh, I was mainly in nature almost all day long. You know, I'd seclude myself from my group a lot of times. Nothing against them, and I just I, I like being alone. I'd be in the nature line. Man, you get to learn a lot about yourself, you know, just in this seclusion, not hearing music all day long and all this subliminal messaging and programming that they shove down their throat through TV and media and shit. So I loved it. I loved the experience. And uh, the whole time I was there, I was just thinking about fighting, man, how much I love fighting. And, and it's just in my blood. It's what I love to do. But also it was another cool thing was uh, we had great athletes in the show. It wasn't me against, like, other MMA fighters. It was me against... Gymnastic Olympians, yeah, CrossFit um, the guy people, took yeah. Silver medal for the mile in 2012. Wow! Imagine how fast that guy is. He took the silver medal <laughs> for the mile. You know, we had parkour dudes that've been doing it their whole lives. So I was like, for me to compete against and things that I've never done, you know. So it was a real humbling experience. But at the same time, I learned what a what a good adaptable athlete I am. Could any of them for a right hand like yourself, though? Hey, listen. You went for you went in, into nature and uh, and discovered the inner you and all that. What I also like is you went a little Tarzan. You've grown your hair out, man. And I've got to say, I like it. I like it. The, the the long hair is a good look. Is that the first time it's been that long? No, no. I used to have my hair long back in the day. Yeah. But um, due to weight cuts at one fifty five, I couldn't have a wet mop over my head. You know, I couldn't be off by a gram at one hundred fifty five. I had to be precise. So the whole time I fought that, that wasn't even a thought for me to grow out my hair. Are we going to be braided on Saturday night? Uh, I'm going to do something. And actually, any, any, anybody that's here in this interview that, that does good French braids, uh, the English ladies that can help me out with the hair, I need uh, somebody to fix my hair. All right, I'm sure we'll get that sorted out. <laughs> and, and a thousand yeah, other different people just turning up. Broke. I've been fighting a long time. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to get is some internet creep just turn up saying they can do braids and they'll just be smelling your hair for the next 10 minutes while they're saying that. It's just deep breathing into your ear. Uh, look, man, this has been awesome to talk to you. We're so excited. Thank you ever so much for taking the time. Thanks for taking this fight because, uh, honestly, this is the crown jewel of what we've already discussed on this podcast as the best card to come to the U.S. UK uh, of all time so uh, for you to be up there taking on Darren Till is so exciting just before you go go on give us uh, I don't know if you do predictions or anything but give us your thoughts on what's going to happen Saturday night my hand's going to be raised it's going to be a great fight the English the hard working English especially they had a buster butts for those tickets are going to say damn it I would have paid twice the money for this ticket because this guy gave me my money and then some you know even if all the other fights suck, I'll make sure and guarantee that our fight is going to be what they paid to see. You know, and um, man, I come from a humble place, so I, I like to make sure that the humble people get their money's worth, you know? Dude, we're so excited. Once again, thank you for joining us, and uh, good luck with the rest of the week. Enjoy England, and uh, and one final word from Brad. Go on. You owe me 50 burpees. You missed wrestling this morning. <laughs> I did, man. I, I went to sleep early, woke up in the middle of the night. I was still a little bit slightly off on my timing. And then when I realized it was time for me to go, I was like, man, I'm just barely getting some good sleep now. So I, I fell asleep. But Brad, I owe you. And also, I heard the class is tough. I was like, man, I'm going to skip out on this thing. Brad's going to take me down all over. <laughs> it's going to look bad again. I don't need that. You know, Brad, once was, he's assaulted me numerous times in practice. But one of the times he assaulted me, it's little put me to sleep, man. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't think I forgot, Brad. One of these days, oh, I'm going to pay you back. Oh, that's no, the... Oh, don't bring it. Now. I'm retired, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> right, man, I don't give a damn. If you had glasses, I'd still hit you, man. <laughs> hey, man, thanks once again for the time. Enjoy the day, and we'll see you Saturday, okay? Thank you, guys, man. You guys have a good day. All right, take care. Bye-bye. 
So that was Jorge Masvidal. That, I mean, he's just a fighter, isn't he, mate? He was, you, you could tell he's probably stood up thinking about calling you out at the end of that call. No, I mean, like, he will get booed, honestly, Saturday night by the people who don't know about fighting. Yeah, so totally. They're real hardcore fighters, you know, like, no matter who you, if you appreciate fighting for fighting, you're a fan of Masvidal, 100%. It's, and that's always the same myself. Uh, no matter where I fought, I always like to think, you know what, I'm going to earn fans. And like, you did, so, man. So, so Even that you're right, you're right, Faye, when we had there, that's like, you got such a good welcome in, in probably one of the most hostile territories. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like, real recognises real, you know, and he is a real fighter. And people are going to be, if they boo him on the way out, they'll be applauding him on the way back, no matter not the man about the outcome of the fight, they're, they're going to respect Marzadol 100%. Look, well, that's one half of the main event. Let's uh, catch up with the next one. Let's speak to Darren Till. So here we are with uh, one half of the main event, Mr. Darren Till joining us. Uh, just described, you're in a Ferrari, right, mate? Is this is this right? <laughs> no, I'm in, a, I'm in a teenage course. <laughs> <laughs> How Liverpool of you, mate. How Liverpool. Listen, I'm joking. So, look, it's, it's me, Brian Lacey, obviously with Brad Pickett. First of all, I've got to apologise for Brad texting you at about quarter to one last night trying to organise this, but we appreciate you taking the time. Ah, uh, mate, don't worry, I don't sleep anyway, so uh, it's all good, mate. Text me at three. I'd rather you text me at three in the morning than nine in the morning. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood at nine in the morning, so... <laughs> I'll remember that, mate. I'll set that on my alarms. But look, we're, we're a week out, dude. This is, I mean, what a couple of years you've had, but this is crazy. Just give us your feelings as now we're in fight week and it's the training's over and it's all about just getting ready mentally and that final weight cut. Just give us your thoughts on, on what's going to be the biggest night of your career. I've just been like in like a totally different mindset. Usually like I'm, you know, easy going and, you know, I leave the gym and I do this and I do that. I've just been very motivated by this fight and by the opponent and by the event and where it is. So I just can't wait for anything else. I'm not really worried about weight or, or interviews or anything else. I just can't wait to fight Saturday. I'm not, I'm, everything for me is stepping in and getting to do one or five rounds at Maslow. That's just what I'm most looking forward to out of everything. And you talked about the, the opponent sort of uh, lighting a fire on you there. There was talks about Colby, Askren's coming over here as well. But I've got to say, as a UK fan, when they, they matched you and Masvidal, that just that excited me. So what's that been like as far as just thinking about that fight and, and how it could unfold and him as an opponent? I think the fight itself is just a real crowd pleaser. So no matter what happens, I hope that Masvidal comes to actually fight. And I know he will, and, and I know I'm going to come into fight. That's all I like to do is come to fight. You know what? Obviously, I let my coaches deal with the strategy and that and, and, and stuff like that. But my main goal is coming to fight and coming to, to hate and coming to win in, in, in violent fashion. So I think both of us are in that same mindset. I hope we are. And it's going to be a real main event crowd pleaser. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this one as a uh, fight fan, you know, because... Like, I, I know where obviously you've been a main event back in Liverpool and you fought Wonder Boy, but Wonder Boy is just a, a tricky sort of puzzle counter striker, and you have to be very aware of him of what he does, and that's why for you he doesn't really bring out the best of you. Where I think someone like Masvidal brings the best of you out, and like I get goosebumps even just thinking about what is this going to be like. You know, this is going to be a fantastic fight. Yeah, I hope it's I. You know, as much as. The card, the whole London card, is probably just one of the best I've ever seen. I just hope that this is the main event crowd pleaser, as I've just said. Like, this is going to be like a, an either first round annihilation 
of either of us or a five round war. I'm, I'm, I'm fully prepared for, for either, and, and I want either. I'm, I'm, I'm not really too interested in them, you know. So I'm not interested about playing easy. I really want to get this yeah, to the Dunions. That's how I feel at this one. It's going to be one of those ones where it could end early, or it could be a five rounder with not trying to put each out from the first minute to the last minute so it'd be a five round war so you, so yeah so we could either be in, into a, for a short treat but me personally I want to see a five round <laughs> war I want to get my money's yeah. worth you know? yeah well every, everyone goes in obviously wanting to finish in the first book you know I do like the longer it goes on the more violence it gets and, and stuff like that so for me I'm easy first round five rounds I'm prepared for both well, listen, mate, I, I watched the face-off and we saw the press conference. Mentally, you, you two are both so tough as far as mindset and, and, and wanting to bring the fight. And I don't want to give either one of you little tips on how you maybe could get the edge in this fight. But what I would say, mate, is do you know how they used to do the, the UFC banners where you could put your sponsors on over the edge of the cage? Yeah. So when, when, uh, when you're being announced, if you get your team just to drop the banner down behind you with the O2 Wi-Fi code in it, I think you might <laughs> you might be able to distract him long enough. So he's trying to get that down. X Y capital yeah. R nine five. Distract him with that. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then when you, when he's trying to get it down for the second time, trying to figure out whether it's a capital X or is it an O or a zero, uh, you can catch him with that left hook and then walk out easy money, mate. What do you think? Yeah, that's the fight plan. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired, Brian. You're hired. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Game plan. But look, I've got to say one of the the other things. We'll jump back to the Liverpool event when, against Wonderboy. Your walkout song, man. That that was unreal. And for me, it's not the greatest song that was ever written, but it is the greatest song that was ever written because no matter what state, no matter how many pints you've had, no matter if you're drunk or you're sober, as soon as it kicks in, you are cheering and singing. And that that was goosebump stuff. And whether there's... Even Masvidal's mum's going to be singing that in the uh, in the crowd when that's coming down. So how long have you had that as a song? I've loved it for years. Um, my dad got me into all the old-school music and... and, and I just thought that with the right atmosphere and the, the right people, the right event, that it could really blow off. And I think I made the right choice doing it at Liverpool. I was in two minds whether to stick with the usual Phil Collins in the air tonight or, or that one. And I took a chance and, and I feel like a lot of people might just be going to this event for the walkout. So it really came off. <laughs> I was actually uh, commentating um, cage side uh, for the BBC and, and, mate, I got goosebumps. That, that crowd was just like electrifying you know like it, the song was amazing but I think even if it was Phil Collins as well whatever I mean just that sort of mood and, and the whole packed crowd behind you oh, it's always going to be a, a memorable moment you know and London's going to be the same mate. I expect yeah. I expect the same outcome so Oh, it's going to be unreal. Unreal. Sold out as well. So for you, what a moment that is. But there's other stuff going on in and around this fight, and I'm not getting you to look past or forward ahead of Masvidal because that's that would be a silly thing to do with such a tough opponent. But they're flying over Askren uh, over here who's talking a load. You've got the fight back there with Woodley and Usman that's just happened, and you're in that radar, in that talk still, as far as getting back to the bell. I mean, first of all, I'm going to ask you, what were your thoughts on Woodley's performance against Usman? I don't think he looked like he wanted to be in there. It just looked like he wasn't really interested. It looked like he, he had something on his mind. Like, I, I don't really... He's thinking about his rap album. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking about an away from Usman. Like, he fought excellently. Like, that was unbelievable performance. And uh, fair play to him. But the Woodley that came to fight me was very on edge, scared, wanting to really kill me. And the Woodley that fought Usman was just didn't look interested. Like, when he was getting taken down, he wasn't, like, too worried about getting back to his feet or anything. So... 
I don't know whether that was because he was Mate, just so good, but I've he's got, got, got one of the best welterweights ever, so it's weird. <laughs> it's, well, I've got my own theories on this. You see, the UFC, because of the links with Askren, made Woodley spend an entire seven days... 24 hours a day with Ben Askren. Now, if that doesn't affect you psychologically, I've got no idea what will. So I think in his eyes, he was still running back through Ben Askren trying to rap as he was getting taken down by Usman. But uh, the flip side of this as well is the, the UK fighter that keeps calling you out uh, is the co-main event, Leon Roberts. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't necessarily think anything by it. I, I, th- I think that I am probably the most called out welterweight right now. Even more than the champ. Leon's just calling for the fight that he wants and that he think he deserves. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. And I'm not saying that he won't get it. We probably are going to fight sometime here in the future. But what he's got to remember is when I beat Masvidal Sati, I can't really be looking back because I'm still number three. Yeah. So that means I don't think I can move up because there's Woodley, Usman and Colby there. But that doesn't mean that I can't like campaign for a title shot. So as much as I know that Askren and, and Leon are, are wanting the fights, when I beat Mazda on Saturday, that means that I definitely, you know, I've, I've literally just come off a title fight. Why can't I get a win and warrant a, you know, a rematch or, or a shot at the belt if the Colby fight doesn't happen? So Leon's not doing any bad by calling out. That's what you're meant to do, you know. But as much as he's calling me out, I'm calling the champ out after this fight. And I'm not looking past anything. But my full focus is on Mazda. And after this, you know, I will be campaigning to be in that top spot. Mate, it's a great opportunity. And also, speaking of opportunities, one that we're, as the UK fans, very excited to see. Your teammate, long-time training partner, Mike Grundy, gets his UFC debut. This is long overdue, uh, as far as I'm concerned, but perfectly timed as well, because what a stage to do it on with him opening the card, you closing it. What a night that is for you you and him. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's been a long-time team partner, man, but I think it's just a guy who's deserved it for a long time and, and didn't, like, get the right opportunities. And now, obviously, with me, being the main event and him, you know, he, he's been winning all over the world, not just in England. I just think it's time to him really to prove himself on the big stage and I think he will and I'm more looking forward to his fight than any other fight even me own because <laughs> it's a guy I've been campaigning for for a long time myself so whatever happens, I'm, I'm truly proud of my coach and my trainer part of Mike. Oh, superb, mate, superb. Well, well, thank you once again for the time. Before you disappear, let's just get your predictions, your thoughts, what are people going to expect on Saturday night? Uh, you can just expect a fully focused, violent man frame from Baron Tillon. And I'm going in there to give the fans what they want and, and, and to give myself what I want. I'm, you know, I'm very proud of where I've come in this journey. It's been a short journey and a long journey. And, and you know, every day I have to kick myself and, and I just can't wait for Saturday, you know. Well, don't kick yourself too hard, mate. I've seen some of those leg kicks you throw. Know, so yeah, let's let's go off. easy, mate. Let's <laughs> go easy. Tony Ferguson is hurting himself enough. We don't need a welterweight doing it <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm not going to be like that, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, mate, thanks for the time. Enjoy every second of this week. And uh, and I'll let Brad say goodbye as well, but thanks again. i see you, Dan, too, and I'll see you in the fight week. So there we are, Darren Till again. Look, you just back-to-back interviews with those both-born fighters, both excited about this and uh, you, can't, you can't like he's just talking about violence and you can't picture anything else can you actually I can't you know I mean uh, they both love to fight and I know I, I honestly I think about it as a coach point of view I think that Masvidal does have the wrestling advantage he could use that a little bit to try and take a bit of uh, the power away from Till early on he may do that 
but they're going to fight you. Know? That's all I can say. They're, they're, man, no matter what, it's just going to be. It'll a be fight. a nice way in. There'll be all that sort of respect, and then it'll be war, war, and I can't picture anything. It's, it's a bit like war, well, like, like I said. Is and for me, I never really had any bad blood with anyone I competed with throughout my whole career because it didn't matter. You could talk, be nice guy in the world to me. I'm going to go in there and try and knock your head off. You could be the absolute disrespectful idiot towards me. I'm going to do the same thing. It was just my job and how I am. I'm very competitive. I always shake the hands. Do you want to go out, you know, do you want to drink after this? Do you want to train together? Do you want to do yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. No, yeah. it doesn't matter, you know. So I think these two are the same, you know. They have utmost respect for each other. And I think that's how the sport should be sometimes, you know. But going back in the old days, like the gentleman bare-knuckle boxing sort of stuff, they just did it for a bit of money. It's their job, you know. Let's have a good old fight and, you know, shake hands afterwards, you know. So these two... For me, the old school, but in the new school. There you go. And you can catch the action on BT Sport 1. 6 p.m., the prelims kick off. 8 p.m., the main card. Also, the event preview show. I think that's happening on Thursday at 9.15 p.m. We might see your little face pop up there. Uh, <laughs> it's a lovely face as well. And then also, Dan Hardy, we're excited about this, is launching a programme on BT Sport, uh, Open Mat, on Sunday. So he will be basically looking back at all the stuff that happened, just sitting down, sitting around, like a round table on the, on the events that have happened. Um, you mentioned there about being a coach and one of the insights you've got within this card in particular is one of the rising stars in UK MMA on the MMA scene full stop, Nathaniel Wood. I'm going to ask you about his preparation first, but then we're going to talk about yeah, the, the thoughts, the feelings of you as a coach, him following your footsteps as it were. But tell me about how, he's, how his preparation's going. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is one fire leaves no stone unturned. He prepares... Beyond and above anyone else, you know, like such he, a professional, so professional, you know, like, uh, and he's such a like honor to work with, you know, he's so what I call coachable. He yeah. listens, he's very respectful, he's on time, he's not on time, he's before time everywhere he goes, he, and he's talented, you know, he's exciting, he likes to fight, he's very marketable. I see this as like, in my eyes, like like a new Darren Till kind of a different weight class, but you know where I do fit, believe he's had two fights in the UFC, two finishes. You know he's coming back to England. You know first time he's fighting, he's in England for one, but not only in England in his hometown of London. I'm actually I'm getting I'm, <laughs> in, I'm I, I can I, feel I, it. Mate, That's I, why I'm not interrupted. I can I can see it. I, but... I am I'm like. I'm so proud of him yeah. and I'm like, I just can't, I'm jealous in a way that of what he's going to feel Saturday night. I'm so happy what he's going to, when he walks out with that London crowd, 18,000 people just cheering you on, you know, is amazing feeling. And, uh, and not only that, I'm so happy for the UK fans. So people oh, don't know got who he is. Yeah, we, he's yeah. a genuine talent, you know, like he's not just in the UFC to make up the numbers. This kid could go far. And like I say, he's a kid because he's still young. He's still called a prospect because he's the sky's the limit, I think, with this kid. I've spent a bit of time with him as well and so grounded, so down to earth. And he looks up to you immensely. Like even the little discussions uh, and you have little jokes around social media and stuff. But I think the perfect storm that happened of you moving close to each other and then training and then you just giving him a lift to the gym. You have been such an instrumental part of this young man's not just career, his life, because he's followed your footsteps, he's looked up to you, and now he's going to walk walk the walk that, that you did. I mean, you, you felt that. You had the amazing send-off. We were there, that send-off where... I'm going to try and make you cry in a minute, mate. You know that, don't you? <laughs> where the whole crowd, like, on their feet, round the applause as you walked in, 
he is in a position where he can make that path. And the fact that what I love about what the UFC have done is they've put him on the main card. Yeah. They have recognised that this isn't just... This isn't just another fighter. No. This is not somebody... They, there's somebody they can market off the back. There's somebody who is finishing fights in there. He's the full package. That's the thing. He can fight. He's very marketable. I don't want to say he's good looking. I don't want to hear this. But, <laughs> but, but he, he's got... He, mate, come he, on. Yeah, he looks yeah. great. He looks everything, the part. Yeah, his fighting yeah. style as well, because he's somebody... You have to just jump back to some of his fights, like the Josh Reed fight. He goes to war, but he's a, he's a but, finisher. But that's that's the thing with... with like I say, he ticks all the boxes for me. Is like You see many people people are very skillful you know but sometimes it's hard to teach someone as a coach grit and resilience that's just built into your dna and he has that you know so as a coach i know that if going gets tough he, he can fall back on that on that grit and toughness and, and just dig, dig deep, deep you know, no quit you can't train that you yeah? can't can't train that. that that's just built into your dna and he has that not saying as a coach you want to rely on that you don't you know but <laughs> but, but you find you out know, yeah. you know that he's got that you know and like um going on they're like saying like i say i've done a lot for but but that's what i think life should be about I've done this, I helped him out as much as I possibly can. He's not walking my path, he's walk, creating his own path, you know. And then when he's at the top, which I believe he will be, he's going to reach down and pick someone else up, some other young kid that he looks up to him and, and is inspired by him. And that's really how the world should be. People should use their position to help other people up, you know. And, yeah, and I, he's a great kid, and I know exactly that's what he'd be doing. Listen, we're going to put some romantic music yeah. under that, some uplifting <laughs> music, because that, that was cool. But look, so we're talking about him, him making the walk. What one bit of advice have you given him, or will you give him before he makes that walk? Not wear a hat, probably, because he's got knits yeah. last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, what 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 would you say to him before he makes that walk? I'll talk. To, I've been talking to him a lot before, but at the end of the day, it's like look me in the eyes. I'm Nathaniel. To, what, what are you going to say to me? No, come here, come, come a bit closer. <laughs> no, you're going to slap me out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you slow, mate. No, okay. Yeah, no, no, mate. End of the day, it's all business, you know? Like, it's all business at the moment, and I'm going to keep him focused on the a job in hand. That guy's there coming to take his dream away for him and his family and all that sort of stuff, and it's up to him to stay focused and keep it. Like, for one, I've been there. The crowd is amazing. But at the end of the day, when that cage door shut, it's you. You know, it's just you and that one man, you know. And, uh, yeah, so he needs to stay focused on that. And I'm, not, I'm so confident that he will, you know. And, uh, yeah, because when he fought on Cage Warriors back in the day, he used to being a big crowd. <laughs> and they would get behind you. So, you know, so he feeds off that energy that the crowd would give him. And I don't believe there would be any different this idea. I could see him finishing this guy as well so it'd be free not not just winning I, what I see, a year that is if i see it, yeah, free fights yeah free finishes then we're gonna look looking at some uh good contender fights well he's, he's ranked 24 i believe now if he gets that that's that's got to shoot him well up yeah. there so then we're looking at some some major fights but best of luck to nathaniel i did notice though you've got an after party is that right yes we have So you got an yeah, after party yeah. but this is what i noticed the after party is from 9 p.m till 4 a.m in the hollywood bowl yeah 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 you you are the same age as me 39 yeah, yeah, 40, mate. 40, That's mate. 40, yeah, 40, 40, with a new baby girl. Are you going to be there till 4 a.m., mate? Is this... Is listen, if anyone get me a picture of Brad Pickett asleep under a table, just trying to catch some Zs after this. Um, 4 a.m., maybe not, but I'm definitely 100% going to be there. You know, I'm going to go there. Uh, it's just always nice. I'm not... Obviously, I'm not going to be partying myself because I've got a little dust up in, in a few weeks myself. A bit of business. Yeah, a little bit of business. Business. Uh, but, you know, like, I'd definitely 100% be, be there, you know. It's going to be, yeah, me, my 
Vidal and uh, um, uh, Nathaniel. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, A little mate. bit of meet and greet. I always, me being a retired fighter, uh, one of the things I do miss the most, uh, I miss competition, don't get me wrong. That's why I'm still doing th- other things here and there. It's hard to stay away. But I miss the fans' interaction. I used to always fight for the fans. I yeah. love the fans, you know, like... Without them, you're nothing, you know. So I respect them a lot, and anything I could do to help them out, I'm always. People know me on social media. I'm very, very open. I chat to people and as much as I help out where I can and stuff, you know. Yeah, so I really appreciate the fans, you know, and I'm, I kind of miss that interaction of fighting in front of everyone sometimes, you know. You uh, you'll get you're going to get a lovely reception as well, mate. Those gloves might be picked up from the center of the octagon by the end. <laughs> but let's talk about a couple of the other fights before we wrap it up. Uh, so the the other standout fights, Leon Edwards takes on Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. That is a great co-main event. Uh, Leon Edwards and Gunnar Nelson both on six fight win streaks. Their last loss, each of them, was to the new champion Usman. So they've both been on a tear. They've both been like Gunnar's last uh, fight against Cowboy Oliveira. Devastating finish. One of the bloodiest finishes in a fight for a very long time. And Leon Edwards beating the likes of Cowboy Cerrone. Really, a lot of decisions, but he's so talented. So, so talented. So great fight for Leon. But Gunnar's no easy easy test, right? Yeah, I mean, Gunnar, you know, like, yeah. It, it, he's one of those guys that he could be any more laid back. He'd be laying down in the cage. He's so he's so cool, <laughs> cool, calm, collective when it comes to the fight. This is going to be like a, a chess match, I think. You know, like, uh, Leon, for me, when he first came into UFC, it, it took a little bit to get adjust, I think, to the wrestling and all that sort of stuff. But he, he was a phenomenal strike. I remember seeing back in the Bama days. He, he was a, and now I think... He's not a striker anymore. He's what I call a mixed martial artist, where he's good in all areas. He's very, he's gone away, gone back to the drawing board and, and perfected his little holes within his game. And, and he's super athletic, you know, super creative as well. Yeah. Um, Southpaw, tricky, confident. Uh, confident. That's, and that's sometimes that's the thing within this sport. It's your mind. You know, you, your mind is the most powerful asset you can have within fighting. Forget the abs and the legs and whatever like that and the, the reach. I have, it, mate. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and the belly. And, uh, uh, but it, 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 it's the mind. It's the most important tool. Not just in with it. I mean, it's like getting a bit... Not just in sport. In, in general, your mind's so important. So people need to spend a lot of time on, on training their mind if you want to go far in the sport and in life in general I guess and and the other one the Akezi versus Joe Duffy that's just both of them have got a lot to fight for Duffy's just got a new contract signed but Akezi's on a bit of a skid he's moved up to AVT now from ATT he said in an interview he just wanted a bit more attention loves the camp out there in America but just wanted a bit more time for him which I mean he's got to make some adjustments because yeah. of where he is right now with his UFC record that's the thing of American top team is and like I was there for many years. I was like, I've been there a long, long time. So I was like one of the stable guys. You know, I was there. I found my home, had my team within the team sort of thing. But that's what it is. American top team is a very, very big gym. And coming there being a good fight doesn't impress everyone. It doesn't matter. You know, you like, yeah, look on, there's look across, so many. Look there's at the so mats. many 40,000 square foot of animals. There's so there, many yeah. good guys there. So, like, you need to try and get your bonding with the coaches and stuff to get your time. So, like, so sometimes. A big gym like that can be a lonely place where sometimes it could be good for a, a person like Mike Dear Casey to come back to his ground roots where he started and get a little bit more focus from the coaches and stuff like that, you know? Because that's the thing with Mark. Going back to what I just said a, minute, a few minutes ago, he's super, super talented, super athletic. He's 
genetic, oh, you know, like, give me, give me his genetics, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But it was the confidence thing and the mind and stuff like that, you know. So sometimes being away from the family and all that sort of stuff played on his mind a little bit. Now he's back home, back in his comfort zone. You may see a different fire on Saturday night, and I hope to. I think the kid's a great kid, and I've got a lot of time for him. And uh, I think, but this, he was originally supposed to be fighting um, Stevie Ray. But that, that, oh, yeah. that fight fell through, and in my eyes, I think he's got a tougher opponent. You know, I think, I think this is a much tougher, yeah, tougher fight. Has, no, no, nothing away from Stevie Ray, but I just think styles wise, yeah. this is something which could uh, turn out to steal the show on, on yeah, UFC. I London. mean, like with Duffy, he hasn't fought for a little bit as well. 2017, not, yeah. James I, Vick, he lost two. I, yeah, I don't know if that's to do, do with injuries or uh, something else. I don't know, but he's had a bit of time off as well. But I've trained with Joe Duffy as well. He used to train at Team Time with me. Uh, he's a very talented guy, very good boxing. Yeah. Uh, very very clever fighter, you know, good in all areas yeah. as well. So I think this is going to be a really exciting fight. I think a lot of people will sleep sleeper on this sleeper one. one. Yeah. The sleeper fight. Um, and speaking of sleeper fights, something's happening on March 30th, mate. Somebody is popping on the old hat again, making the walk. Now you're walking in your grand... Is it grandfather's footsteps or great-grandfather's footsteps? My, my grandfather's. Wow. My mum's dad. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we used to work uh, during the day of being a roofer and then at night time just to earn a bit of extra money for the family. I used to do a bit of bare-knuckle boxing. And, you know, that's when I got into fighting myself when my mum told me, oh, you take, get it off your granddad sort of thing. I'm like, okay, cool. I didn't know too much about me. He died when I was four, but she said, oh, that's where you get it from. So I remember looking at some old pictures of him and I saw him wearing a trilby hat and some braces. <laughs> and that's why throughout oh, my whole mate. fighting career, that's... I used to wear a trilby hat and braces. Yeah. You know, so like, I always pay tribute to him through my fighting career. And now I've hung my gloves up as a professional fighter but my gloves ain't coming back on because this is actually better now. Oh, a little bit of small print in there yeah, for the wife. Yeah. I'm not actually putting gloves on. So, no, uh, yeah, so this is a bare knuckle. But strange way with this as well. Is obviously, a lot of people, yeah, again, the same with I see mixed martial arts where it was 10 years ago. You know, 10 years ago, people didn't know much about it. Oh, cage fight, oh, what's that? You know, and then when you see a sport get promoted like it should do and you, get the, you attract the right athletes like you should yeah. do, you see two trained athletes find each other. It looks good. You get two guys who've never trained much before. Stick them in a car park. Stick them yeah. in a car. Yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah. Same as uh, MBKB. It's getting big now. They're paying good money to athletes. And now the good athletes are moving to the sport and they're promoting it very well. It looks good. You're not fighting in a car park with some hay bales and some people holding some dogs and stuff like that. But you're fighting in a good arena and you have the medical staff around you and all that sort of stuff. And it's an old-fashioned dust-up, you know? It's a bit of me, mate, you know I mean? Like, <laughs> if anyone see me f- fighting in my MMA career, I love boxing with, with, with MMA gloves on. This is not obviously no gloves, it's bare-knuckle with wraps on and stuff, but it's the same sort of thing. I love that sort of style, and the ring's only 10 foot by 10 foot. It's, like, such a small... You cannot... You cannot, you not, cannot have like, a fight. Yeah. To me, I always said when I was fighting, if the octagon was the size of a phone booth, I'd be the world champion, you know? <laughs> but... Like, <laughs> I just couldn't catch people, so that was a bit slow. But this, in this, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, you know, and uh, hopefully it helps my modelling career. <laughs> yeah, mate, Scott, if it rearranges your face into a better yeah, one, that's might, it. Might that's straight it. My yeah, nose straighten your out. nose out. But look, we've got to wish you the best of that. I saw you clips of your sparring yesterday. You look you look amazing. How are you feeling? Is it is it the same sort of feel coming towards a fight, or is it a little bit different? A little, a little bit different, because there's another reason why I've done it. It's in, like... No disrespect to any boxers out there, it's so much easier to prepare for a boxing match because all you have to do is really run, hit some pads, 
bit of spine, some technical work here and there, some strength condition. When you do an MMA fight, you have to wrestle, you Grappling, have to grapple, you have to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm 40 years of age. And it's, that's a lot tougher for my body. You competing on the mats with people like Nathaniel, Mike, and the guys at my yeah, gym. Totally. It's, it, it, it's tough, you know. As much as I love to do it, I, I, I still do jump in and like help Nathaniel out, help other guys out at my gym. But then the next day, something I'm like, oh, my back here, or <laughs> that. Like, yeah, give, give me a rub. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so me, me getting ready for a box match, it's not too bad, you know. So I, I'm looking forward to it and. Uh, Sold not, out as well, mate, already. Yeah, so, sold, already out. sold out, yeah. So, yeah. I, have a few, I have a few tickets left. Yeah, all right, mate. Hit him up at one underscore punch. But look, also, this, I mean, this is this is the first episode in the bag, mate. It's been great to do this again. We've got to, again, ask, uh, help us out. Give us some ratings on iTunes. You'll be able to get it on uh, Acast on all Android platforms. This podcast will go out. Hashtag one punch pod if you want to get involved. Bug BT Sport. Um, you can also, by next week, mate, they're going to put your beautiful face uh, on YouTube, we're hoping. So that's the plan. Okay, so yeah. this this little studio. I did, I did say it was in the small pen that I have, a, I have a face for for video. You for know, video, like. yeah. But they've they've obviously taken. And also, we have Bonnie here in the studio. Bonnie's here. The dog's here, here as well. She She's is actually here. here, which you can't see. So you can't uh, see. you'll be able to get that at, at, at YouTube forward slash BT Sport. So check it out. Subscribe, share, do all you can to spread the word, uh, and follow us on social media. Brad at one underscore punch and me at Brian Lay. See Brian with a Y MMA. So uh, thank you once again. Final words for our listeners, viewers, mate. Yeah, you, you, did, this, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, guys, like I say, please look, look me in the eyes while you do this. Okay. Yeah. Please help us build this in and be a part of the new one in punch the eyes, pod. Mate, don't look away. You torture me. We'll see you again next week. Thanks. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.